Hi, I'm Amber Harper, host of the Burned In Teacher Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the podcast you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Be sure to check out our other podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Hey, welcome back. Today I'm talking about New Year's resolutions. That's right. And did you know that 80% of people don't make it past the six week? That's right. They fail at their New Year's resolutions. We're going to talk a little bit about that and why and uh, what the uh, what the solution is. And I do think that we need to look at making ourselves some promises, some resolutions, and we're going to take a look at that list. Hey, glad to have you back. Happy New Year. <laughs> You are listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast for educators, helping you help kids achieve their dreams. And now here's Steve with this week's show. Hey, you know, it, it's interesting because this time of the year, we're getting, we're getting close to the end of one year and getting ready to start another. That's right. And, you know, usually it's about now that people start thinking, you know, I could always do this better or I could do that better. And, and usually it centers around, uh, you know, what we eat, our weight, or, you know, uh, you know, going to make more money, something like this. But it's, you know, it, this is the time we start thinking about it. And, and we promise ourselves we're really going to do better this year. Ha, do you ever think that? Do, have you ever thought that? Have you ever started talking about that? It, late in the year, just as it's getting ready to go from December to January, right? Because we, we have that magical time that's getting ready to happen. December 31st becomes January 1st. Ooh. And now we really mean we're going to do what we say. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what do you think? You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about New Year's resolutions. That's right. And, you know, and I know it's, you know, it, it's just around the corner and uh, we're, you're probably thinking, what, what, this year, what resolution am I going to make? I'm, I'm going to promise myself that I'm going to do better at this or I'm going to be better at that. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Well, you know, according to an article uh, from the businessinsider.com website from uh, this past January, uh, the, the writer was Lindsay Dodson. Um, basically, it, about 80% of people fail to stick to their New Year's resolutions for longer than six weeks. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> I mean, did you hear what I said? About 80% of people fail to stick to their New Year's resolutions for longer than six weeks. Hmm. You know, Dodson cited a, a study by Woolley and Fishbach that, that uh, found that participants believe that enjoyment and importance are significant factors in uh, whether they, uh, they're able to stick to their their uh, resolutions or not. Isn't that interesting? They, you know, th this study found that uh, enjoyment and importance were important to, or important, <laughs> were significant in order to, you know, for individuals to kind of stick it through to try and see their resolutions to the end. Huh. And ultimately, this report showed, basically, uh, you know, the, the researchers concluded 
that enjoyment was the main factor. It was the factor that really mattered, enjoyment. Wow. So somehow enjoyment has to be attached to your goals. And obviously you can't fake that. You know, if, if you create a resolution, you've got to have some sort of enjoyment. Isn't that interesting? And, and there's lots of studies out there. By the way, if you want to find, if you want to find something that uh, there's just any number of uh, um, articles written on, just search failure to uh, complete New Year's resolutions or uh, why don't we complete you know, finish our New Year's resolutions, or why do we quit our New Year's resolutions, that type of thing. And you're going to find lots and lots of information about it. It's a very popular thing, especially, you know, in December to be writing about (laughs) and in January, right? So, but let's use this information. You know, think about it. If 80% quit and, and give up on their resolutions within six weeks of starting them. And if one of the key factors is that you've got to have some sort of feeling of enjoyment with it. Well, what does that tell you about what you have to think about those resolutions that you make? It, it You know, uh, one of the things that I discovered when I was looking into this is that lots of people, uh, what they focus on is they focus on weight, eating habits, and money. And those are the main areas that people focus on. And unfortunately, they either get too pie in the sky or... There's just nothing they associated with it that's really good. They're they're associating that they got to give up this, they got to give up that, and they got to figure out how to how to make it something that they can really achieve, right? Hmm. So let's talk about you for just a minute. Have you ever found yourself in this situation? Have you made promises, New Year's resolutions that you were just going to? This is the year I'm going to do this, and in the end, it just didn't happen. <laughs> Well, how about it? I mean, I, I know I've found myself sitting in that, uh, in that group. That's right. You know, how about you? Well, I think part of it has to do with, you know, we, it looks like too much work or it feels like work or it feels like, oh, I got to do this again. So if we go back to what their findings were, if enjoyment is, is, the, is the key factor, then when we start talking about New Year's resolutions, we got to think about what it is that we like, how we can attach enjoyment to something. And, you know, if you're talking about working out and losing weight, well, one of the things you got to overcome is the feeling of, oh, I got to get up in the morning. Oh, I got to go to bed early. Oh, I got to get up at whatever time. Oh, I got to go down to the gym. Oh, I got to blah, 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 right? You got to figure out how to make it, you know, I'm looking forward to this workout because I feel invigorated. I'm excited about this, you know, well, that's the gym. And you can imagine the same thing in thinking about trying to keep our promises about dinner and stuff, about our, our, our uh, you know, weight or about our intake of food and stuff like this. Well, let's talk about what we do as a classroom teacher or building administrator. I mean, what sort of resolutions might we want to make that we could keep? And oftentimes, you know, if you look at to the uh, research, by the way, one of the other key factors that happens here is that uh, that helps people quit is that they make too many they make too many too broad of uh, resolutions and what happens is that they're overwhelmed they can't keep up it's too big of a goal it really wasn't achievable and you know they're they're done so keeping in mind that enjoyment and not too many and they got to be within our grasp if there's some of the ideas and we don't want to be part of that 80% that within six weeks say, I'm done, I'm toast, I'm, pfft, forget it. <laughs> well, 
what is it that you would think that you should take a look at? I mean, I've got a few questions. I, I got a few things that uh, before we go into actually thinking about um, what it is that we should do, I've got a few questions that I think you should think about first. So here they are. I've got, I, and by the way, you've got to be honest with yourself. If you're going to talk about doing resolutions, you know, you've got to be honest with yourself about whether you're going to be able to accomplish these things, right? You've also got to be honest with yourself about what it is that you need to work on. It, I mean, because if you find yourself saying, self, we're good, yes, <laughs> or who needs to work on other things? I just know everything. Well, then uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a problem there, and uh, I'm not so sure that New Year's resolutions are going to help you. Um, but, you know, here are three fill in the blanks, if you will, that uh, might help you identify what it is that might be that thing that you want to make your New Year's resolution, right? So now remember, <laughs> I, I said it before, be honest with yourself. So the first one I have is I want to learn more about, and you fill in the blank, right? That might help you. I want to learn more about, and what is it? How about my second one? I want to do better at, well, is there something that you want to do better at? In working with kids, is there something that you want to learn more about? Going back to our first one, and, and my second one, is I want to do better at. Is there something when you're working with kids, you're working with the, the, uh, the school staff, with the teachers, with the other, the other administrators, with whoever it is that you're working with, is there something that you want to be better at? And my third thought, fill in the blank question could you be truthful with yourself if you had to fill in this blank? I struggle or struggled this year with, and there's the blank, right? Hmm. So let's, you know, let's think about these questions. These, this is what you're trying to do. If we keep in mind that we want to find something that we might have some enjoyment out of learning more about or, do, or doing, um, then we also want to keep in mind these three questions because it might help us generate what it is that we really need to, you know, to work on, all right, or to make part of our, our goal or our resolution for the year. All right, so let's think about that again. Those three fill-in-the-blank questions. I want to learn more about. I want to be better at. I struggle or struggled this year with. And by the way, one of the things I encourage you to do is, you know, sit down, get, get yourself a journal, you know, get yourself a notebook. Get, you, you can go high end and get something fancy that's bound in all kinds of papers. You can go low end and just get some, uh, you know, a notebook with some loose leaf paper and put it in there. The point is, is that you need to spend some time writing and reflecting on these. So if you write those three questions down, what does it make you think about? What do, what do those, those fill-in-the-blanks make your brain go, ooh, or I'm not so sure, or what? <laughs> Let me remind you what I said. I, I, the first one is, I want to learn more about. The second one is, I want to do better at. And the third one is, I struggle or struggled this year with. So if you sat down and you had yourself a journal, you had yourself a notebook, and you started answering these questions or responding to these fill-in-the-blanks, what would you write? Hmm. Now, be honest with yourself. If you say, oh, I'm good. I don't have anything. I'm, I'm, I'm just fine. I'm absolutely perfect. I have no problems whatsoever. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. You know, it, what would you write? Because that's, that's a step in the right direction 
of helping you set a goal or a resolution that you can actually achieve. All right. Because after going this far through, this is now we're halfway through a school year. Surely as a building administrator, as a classroom teacher, you've got some things that you know, you know, you can make a resolution to do better at or to learn more about. Or things that you didn't do so good at that you could, you know, you struggled with that you've got to figure out how to get help to, to get, you know, help you get better. Hmm. So what do you think? All right. So let's go back to that study. Remember, what we're trying to make sure doesn't happen is that they were saying that within six weeks, 80% of people who make New Year's resolutions quit them. Well, part of the problem is they haven't made it something they enjoy. Remember that? The ultimate finding of uh, the Woolly and uh, Fishbuck research was that uh, enjoyment was the number one thing that helped people continue forward. So let's go back to those three fill-in-the-blanks. I want to learn more about. I want to do better at. I struggle or struggled this year with. So could you use those and a journal to figure out, you know, you do some brainstorming here. Set yourself up in a quiet area. Give yourself the opportunity to just think, whether it's in a beanbag chair, whether it's at a, you know, at a local fast food restaurant or sitting at your desk, or whether it's just finding a good table where you can look out a window. What do you think you could come up with? that you wouldn't mind working on because you do find some desire, some enjoyment. You'll, you're going to, about achieving something or about getting better at something or about, you know, finally making a breakthrough. Ah, you know, <laughs> what do you think? All right, so what I'd like to do next is let's make a list of what some of those areas that might help you respond to these three fill-in-the-blank questions that you might find some sort of excitement over or it you know it might fulfill you or it might uh, help give you some enjoyment all right so i've got this uh, this list of some possibilities here like number one maybe number one on this list is something about engagement you know you're trying to figure out how to help the kids get it right how to how to help them be excited and want to you know have energy and be interested in the class well Maybe this is an area that you know that you can do better at or you know you could learn more about or you just know that uh, maybe you struggled with it and you're just you're trying to you got to seek some help. Is that something you could find and enjoy doing? Hmm? Well, there's one. How, how about contact with parents? Oh, yes. I, you know, I don't care which you know what area in a school you are whether you're an administrator whether you're a classroom teacher we all can do better at contacting the parents all right or guardians of kids and we could find new ways of doing it maybe that's where your excitement is is finding those new and better ways all right hmm well how about uh, how about you, you've probably heard a lot of people tell you you got to use formative assessment do you know what it is do you put it into action in your class or do you know that there are better ways of doing it and you're just kind of stuck in a rut or is it that you, if you're honest with yourself, you've never done it? Hmm. <laughs> some food for thought. Do you see where I'm going with this? I could find some excitement in that because that's all about figuring out where the kids are getting it or not. And that's where, to me, that's where the excitement is. What about you? All right. So, so far, I've talked about engagement. I've talked about contact with parents. I've talked about use, use formative assessment. How about number four in my list is understand and use differentiation. Now, there's a word that, you know, a lot of people stumble with because they, they don't want to say that they don't really know what it means. 
because they're a little embarrassed if uh, they feel like everybody else knows what it means. Why is it I don't get it? Well, maybe that fits on your list. Understand and use differentiation. Hmm. (laughs) Or would that just be just drive you nuts and not really, would you find any enjoyment out of that one? Well, it's, uh, you know, to each his own, right? Okay, so let's let's move on. How about number five, vocabulary acquisition? Oh yes, man, there's a cool spot. How to how to get better at uh, delivering the words, the content, the academic vocabulary of your classroom, getting the kids to a deeper level of understanding because they're getting the words and using them correctly. Yeah, could you find some excitement in that? I know I could. How about simply putting stuff away? <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of a, a kid's show that had a big purple dinosaur in it. <laughs> you remember Big Purple Dinosaur? Yeah, he was called Barney. And, uh, you know, I watched that with my kids all the time. And lots of it stuck with me. And there's a song that I never start, start talking about uh, put stuff away. I start thinking about clean up, clean up, da, 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 da. You know, anyway. So what about that? Maybe that's just part of what your, you know, one of your responses could be here is simply that you get overwhelmed by your piles. You have stuff everywhere and you can't find anything. Ah! <laughs> so maybe you just need to put stuff away and that's going to be on your list. But could you find some enjoyment and excitement about that? Probably because as you start clearing space in your room, you start going, wow, look at all the space I have in my room. <laughs> all right. So we've talked engagement. We've talked contact with parents. We talked formative assessment, understand and use differentiation, vocabulary acquisition, put stuff away. How about classroom management? That's right. Hmm. If we're honest with ourselves, are we our own worst enemy? Well, what do you think? I bet we could learn a little bit more about how to uh, help manage the kids in our classrooms. Maybe that's something you might find some enjoyment because it might make your life a little easier if you're struggling all the time. There's something. How about seek out unique hooks for class? Oh, I love this one. I would have a blast doing this. Finding out different ways of starting class where the kids go, ooh, now that was cool. Or, ah, or, wow. <laughs> That's a, I think, what about you? Do you think you could figure that out? Do you think you could step in behind that one? Hmm, I think I could. How about reach out to be involved in school or district level committees. Hey, <laughs> lots of times people complain about, you know, being asked or being told that you need to be put on something. What's that called? Voluntold, you know. But if we look at it differently and say, you know, if I give this a little positive spin, this actually might help me connect with more people who might help me when I get stuck, that type of thing. And I could just learn from their wisdom. Yeah, That's nice. So maybe you could get behind that, the idea that you volunteer for school-level and district-level committees and get yourself involved more, you know, broaden your network. How about take steps to connect with more of your students? Hmm. This could be fun because you try and be creative and try and figure out different ways that you might be able to connect with, with the kids. And that's important. It's all about relationships. It really is. You know, and, and, you know, getting back to something I said before, classroom management, a big part of it, a big part of it is interacting with the kids, connecting with them, developing relationships. So maybe, uh, you know, taking more steps, finding more ways, figuring out what it, what is you so that you can use those um, techniques to try and work with the kids and meet the kids and get to know them better and them to get to know you.
How about ask better questions? Ooh, there's something. Because sometimes, you know, I think we forget that uh, there is an art and talent to asking questions. It's important. And so maybe just you, you know that you need to get better at it. You know, just to give you an example, sometimes in classroom we get stuck in just asking recall questions. You know, those questions where it's simply, you know, I ask the question, you give me the answer. As opposed to higher level thinking questions, which I ask you a question and there's no really right or wrong answer. It's all about you using information to try and come up with an answer. Ooh, hey, now that's, uh, that's up there. And that takes some skill and that takes some time and that takes practice. Hmm, so maybe that's on that bucket list. And then my 12th one is identify which students may get overlooked because they are quiet and not easily involved in class. Now, these aren't the kids that are always in trouble, and these aren't the kids that always want your attention. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know this kid well because this kid was me. And in some classes, I could easily get overlooked, and it's what I wanted. That's right. I do my work. I didn't get in trouble. I didn't talk while you were talking. I didn't interrupt you. I did what I was supposed to do. Did it on time and tried to do it the best I could. And as a result, you gave me a lot of breaks because I obviously didn't need that much attention. But in reality, I really did. <laughs> I was that quiet kid who could easily be overlooked because there were so many other issues that needed to be addressed. And, and those kids who really drew attention to themselves, <laughs> one way or another, right? Sometimes for good stuff and sometimes for not so good stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, so there's 12 just... You know, just 12 ideas about how you could uh, fill in those blanks to find that thing that could become your New Year's resolution. And remember, you know, what the study said is that 80% after six weeks stop pursuing them. They give up. They quit. Well, the, the study also went on to say that it's all about enjoyment, that the number one factor for pursuing this pursuing your new year's resolution and sticking to it is that you need to find some sort of enjoyment in it. So what do you think? If you make a new year's resolution this year, number one, do not make it, do not make too many, right? But with this, you've also got to think, what is it that I need to do? And let's go back to those three questions because they'll help steer you in the right direction. Um, number one, I want to learn more about. Number two, I want to do better at. Number three, I struggle or struggled this year with. Hmm. And so there you're going to identify at least one. And, and you don't want to do, you really, there's, now there's no hard set fast thing with this. But if you start identifying too many things, you're going to be overwhelmed right? You'll never achieve them all. So I'd start with one. I wouldn't go more than two if I'm going to make those promises and stick with them. So just food for thought about New Year's resolutions. Remember that you don't want to be part of that 80% that within six weeks say, I'm done. Instead, you want to be on the other end of that curve and you want to be the one who's pushing ahead. And if you're going to Remember what the, the Woolley and Fishbach research found? It's all about the enjoyment. You've got to find some enjoyment in what you're doing. Hmm. So I challenge you. Take a look at that. you got time now. Figure it out. Pull out your journal. Start writing. Look at those three questions, those three fill-in-the-blanks. And figure out what it is that you could find some enjoyment in that you know is something that uh, you need to work on. Get better at.
do uh, you know learn more about? Hmm. Thanks for listening. And good luck with the New Year's resolutions. And just remember, you're not going to be part of that 80% that gives up after six weeks. No, you're not. Find that enjoyment and accomplish that resolution. Achieve your goals. Achieve your dreams. Happy New Year. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is excited to be a member of Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right here. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. The opinions expressed on Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 are those of the guests and hosts. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions for classroom teachers and school administrators. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll share it with your friends.